Uh, uh, wow. Um, wow. Um, sorry. Holy, holy <laughs> they, they, they did it. Yeah. They, uh, that was, that was really graphic. I can't. It was gross. It was almost. really bad. I, I did not need to th- see Thanos's butt like that. Yeah. Uh, Ant Man just went right up inside it. Yeah. They should have lubed him up when he was tiny. They yeah, would have saved a lot of lube. A little, yeah, a little. They could have just dipped him in a in a bottle of lube instead I, of just covering up when he was big. I agree. I agree. And listen, I mean, clearly he's the hero of the whole thing. But like, man, where has Paul Rudd's career gone? Oh, right up uh, Josh Brolin's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Welcome yeah. to the Weekly Undertaking. I am Mike. I'm Alex. And for those of you who, without a sense of humor, um, <laughs> or that internet was, access, that was a joke. Or was it? <laughs> there, it may or may not have been an actual spoiler from this movie. You gotta, you gotta see it. Uh, so, for those of you, I guess, just for purpose of introduction, um, we this is. The opening weekend of Avengers Endgame. Huzzah! And Alex and I saw the movie uh, last night, less than 24 hours ago. Yes. And this is going to be our uh, review of what I think is one of the best and most satisfying movies that I've seen in a very long time. I agree. And, uh, yeah, we kind of just fucked around a little bit and made sure that we could just talk about this movie for an entire episode, even though it's kind of like a... A push for for our normal stuff. Oh, what do you what do you mean? Oh yeah, this isn't really a challenge, so to speak. Well, as much as it was a challenge not to cry. <laughs> That's accurate, actually. This was very emotional. But but for the new people just joining in for this review, what we normally do mm-hmm. is pick from a little bucket, which actually is not here right now. But we'll, we'll get it. Yeah, we pick from a bucket, and we have a challenge that we have to do uh, for a whole week, and then we talk about it at the end of the week, and that's the podcast. Yeah, we we the. Focus of the podcast normally is self-improvement and trying new things and expanding our horizons This and stuff. week was just, like, falling in line with everyone else in the world <laughs> and seeing this fucking movie. Well, it's also, we're huge nerds. Oh, yes. And we just kind of need some outlet to process what the hell we just saw. Exactly. And I think we're going to have a good dynamic, you and me, because uh-huh. you have been a comic book reader your entire life. Pretty much, And yeah. I really did not care about superheroes really at all until uh the mcu came around he was he's one of those mainstream nerd culture people you know the plebeians in this specific place yes (laughs) yeah but in other nerd genres absolutely not Mm -hmm. yeah but you know we each have our 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 push and pulls (laughs) we each have our genre yeah exactly needless to say we have both been in uh Riding the MCU since tw- 2008. So. Since um, uh, Iron Man, yeah. the very first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this, please, if you, uh, before we get into the details, if you have any love at all whatsoever for the MCU and any part of it, go see this movie. Yeah. It's like. That's our that's our spoiler-free review. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, I mean, I had a question of um, whether or not this movie was going to, uh, because Infinity War was just so perfect, mm-hmm. so that so the question of um, will this movie actually do well in following that up was was on my mind, and I thought they did it well. This this movie, in a weird way, mm-hmm. it it was like the first movie where I I saw like the collective everybody be like, 
no, this movie's going to be the fucking second coming. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Like, there was a little bit of, like, eh, this may be okay for Infinity War. Uh-huh. But for this one, I really didn't see anyone be like, let's not get our hype too high, guys, you know? Yeah. But everyone let their hype get way out of control, and it's still satisfied. It's still, it still owned it. And, um, yeah, they – I've read that the Marvel – Disney, whatever you want to call it, is such a marketing genius. Uh, I read that they're projected to make nearly a billion dollars in the opening weekend Hooray. of the movie. I gotta buy more stock quickly. Yeah, I'm gonna do that right after this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's insane how big this movie is. Uh, and so we are going to for the rest of this podcast. And here is your one and only warning. Continue. Sp- spoiler warning. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I meant. Yeah. it's uh, We're going to go through this movie beat by beat and just, just kind of break it down and break apart what was one of the most magnificent cinema experiences we're I've ever literally, had. We're literally going to talk about every single part of this movie. Mm-hmm. You will be left with nothing if you listen to this. So please, if you haven't already, go watch Endgame. And if you have, then relax. Yeah. Chill out. But first... Uh, now that sorry sorry now now that we're done and all the people who uh, are are getting out of here, I'm just gonna give you an extra thirty seconds just to be safe. If you're like driving a car, gives you some time to pull over. <laughs> Mike, how was your week? Otherwise, <laughs> I mean, it was good, but it was overshadowed by this monster of a movie. It was just yeah, the same. Literally, my entire week was like. Don't get spoiled by Endgame. Don't get spoiled by Endgame. And just, like, stay low all week. Oh, yeah. If you haven't watched it and are still somehow tuning in... I'm impressed. Stay away from the internet. Yeah, no. Because it's crawling with spoilers. Don't read any comments. Never. Do not click on a single comment section. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, five, four... I I think everyone's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Okay, cool. Well, wait. Before we get started... Okay. Well, but, well, now we are spoiling things. But I, you said last night before we watched it that you got spoiled at one little thing. I want you yes. to tell me what it was. Also, I'm going to – real quick. Uh, Alex is going to change the thing. But um, I'm back. the thing that I got spoiled, I was scrolling through the comment section of a meme page that had nothing to do with Avengers. And the one comment I read was Iron Man dies. Really? Yeah. Aww. Which was – And you still had the nerve to come to say to me when we were eating pizza – I think Iron Man's gonna die well, in this movie. I think everybody <laughs> knew that this was the end of Iron Man. It was the, this is the logical conclusion of his story arc. You know, he um from I was said this to Alex yesterday, but I'm gonna repeat it here. Is everything that Tony Stark's every one of Tony Stark's movies is an arc of him becoming more and more responsible. Like we saw him as the party party playboy that becomes Iron Man because he gets worried that his um or he becomes concerned that his uh, weapons business is killing American soldiers. Yeah. And in uh, Civil War, he becomes uh, his entire motivation is we are responsible for the deaths that were in Sokovia. So he sponsored the Sokovia Accords. He's he tried in, to get everyone in line. He is definitely a character who's motivated by guilt. Mm-hmm. And that's why well, even... I don't know if that's... Yeah, sure, I guess. But a sense of responsibility. I don't know if necessarily guilt is his... That's why he becomes Iron Man. Yeah, that's why he I signs guess. onto the Soviet Accords, and that's why in this movie he fucking invents time travel. He does invent time travel, but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. But like the logical conclusion I was gonna say is like he became, he pretty much became a father to Peter Parker. Yeah, and so when Peter Parker died, it's like okay, well now he's got to get his kid back, 
and then and then he's he's done. There's nothing else to really do. Yeah. Well, I was. And I was, then he became a real dad. And then I responded to you by saying like Iron Man, uh, Tony made a promise to Pepper in the beginning of End, uh, Infinity War that he couldn't fulfill that he was done. <laughs> being a hero and was ready to settle down with the family. I'm like, he, his arc can't be complete until he gets that, uh, that family. Mm. And then the time jump happens and then he gets a family. I'm like, well, he's yeah. dead. One thing that I think they handled this really well is they also, nothing that happened could have been anticipated yes. by anyone. They really just like, they, they just like kind of like threw curveball after curveball. And set up just a scenario that was just so unexpected yeah. that just, like, the most logical part from, like, that unexpected setup is all unexpected. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes. Okay, so let's – you have notes. Alex took notes for this episode. Yes, well, not notes. I, I had re-recorded a uh, – from my memory and from uh, the Wikipedia article, <laughs> which someone loaded all the spoilers onto. What, you, what, what piece of shit did that? I don't know. They, I... they just wrote the plot. Like, that's, the entire plot. That sucks. But I, I use that to, like, double-check my memory. Mm -hmm. um, I would say don't go to the Wikipedia page, but hopefully, if you're listening at this point... You've seen the You've thing. seen the movie. This is a safe space now. We can talk about yeah. this movie. No more spoilers starting now. Spoiler alerts starting now, rather. Starting, like, five minutes ago, man. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I wrote down just, like, a sentence thing for every little story beat that happens in this movie. Okay. It's three pages. Well, what's the first thing? The first thing that happened was... The Hawkeye's opening scene. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. Before uh, the the logo, even. And I thought yeah. that was perfect. The, the cold open of seeing Clinton Barton was just... It was perfect. so magnif magnificently done. Of like, it, it's him uh, showing his daughter how to how to shoot an arrow, which is just so perfect. And of course, so, so nice. That's of course that's what he teaches uh, his his kids. Yeah, and it, it motivates um it motivates his character for the rest of the for the rest of the movie. It was yeah. just so beautifully done because it's like we've had a year to process the heartbreak that we first felt when we saw the snap of everybody getting dusted. Yep. Um. And so to reopen that in such a way that it just – we refelt that wound. Mm -hmm. We refelt the hurt that we had processed over yeah. the past year. Hawkeye was one of the only uh, Avengers we haven't seen react to the snap before mm -hmm. this movie. And I think it was very important to just show that one last side. It also killed me that he didn't even see any of he the He didn't deaths. even watch it happen. No. He just turned around. And it was gone. And they, everyone was gone. And was just he's just like, what <sighs> the hell just happened? So painful. Oh, man. And then they immediately just went into the into the credits sequence of, like, the... Oh, I guess The Marvel want... logo. Yeah, the Marvel logo. I, that is the credit sequence, yeah, right? Yeah, it's just one logo. Yeah. yeah That's all much. they need. We yeah. get it. Yeah, it was... So, I've never seen Marvel ever do a cold open like that before. But just I'm sure they've done it and I just can't think of one. Maybe. But I don't I don't regardless, the use of it here was just so it was, good. Uh, it was perfect. It was literally um just caught me off guard just like it caught me. It was him a great tone setter for the first third of this movie. Yes. Just yes. just like fucking bummer. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the that's that's the tone of the first yeah. third. For the for the for the rest of the next I wanna say like forty five minutes. At least uh, maybe even an hour. We just saw the entire uh, Marvel Universe be sad in mourning. Yeah, which is I think it's very important. And people were I, I was listening to some reviews, uh, even just this week of like non spoiler reviews mm -hmm. before I saw it, and people were saying like, and I agree with this that Avengers: Infinity War may be the better like paced movie overall, just like without context. Mm -hmm. But if this movie didn't have like a super slow beginning, then the last movie wouldn't 
feel like it was like as 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 world breaking as it was exactly this it had to happen this way you had to see the impact of the of the snap and everything like that. and i was fine with it and it was crazy fine with it i was beyond fine with it it was it it made you really feel things like yeah slow opens i'm usually not cool with but this was like this wasn't this was great yeah um, and I want to keep, I want to talk about stuff later, but we got, I, I want to try and stay in order. Oh yeah, of course. It's just, it was, yeah, it was okay. So, uh, after the credits, we saw Tony and Nebula, right? They were playing like <laughs> paper football or something like that. And that was adorable because you could tell it meant so much to Nebula to just like play a game, like with no like consequences. I mean, she was just so competitive. It was so, it was, it was the first fun moment of the movie but it was it, it felt so empty in in the wake of the um and i think that's also part of the greatness of the of the first beat of hawkeye being dusted hawkeye's family rather being dusted is um it just made everything feel so damn empty after it cuz that's a gag that later in the movie would have been hysterical <laughs> to see to see tony stark and alien robot woman it, playing paper freaking football yeah but it's now it's just like you know their context you know yeah. they're really just trying to get anywhere mm-hmm. but mainly for tony earth i also also gotta give it to the makeup or cgi team or whatever they used to make robert downey jr look like he was starving to death yeah he looked very very like sickly emaciated i was yeah. very impressed yeah um i noticed that too yeah and then of course they were saved by captain marvel which i want to say it's it's the entrance that everybody was expecting to be super badass and it's just She's there. It was just super somber. She was there. It yeah. was super quiet and quaint, and it made sense if you've seen Captain Marvel and the end credit scene. Mm-hmm. Rocket was there, so we probably had like some sort of tracker on the on the ship. Yeah, I will say every other Marvel like end credit sequence that references a future movie isn't like essential. Well, no, it's also just in the actual movie itself. Yeah, but the yeah. end credit scene to Captain Marvel was not. Uh, was not in the actual. Yeah, movie. we're kind of just like let off with like we don't have time for that, but um, <laughs> yeah, but you you get it. But it makes sense. It, mm-hmm. it it all worked out. Yeah. Um, and then after that, um, I remember Tony and Cap's first like moments. The first thing Tony said to Cap was like, "I lost the kid," mm-hmm. and that was just mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god!" It was it was a very raw uh, moment of the Avengers in defeat immediately after. The uh, the snap of everybody just getting together and being crushed, and you saw the previously mentioned Tony's uh, responsibility come out, and which he was like, "Ugh, God, that just hit so hard." Of like, you, Cap, you weren't there. You said we lose together. Well, we lost together. And what the hell does that give up? Oh God, it was such good acting. It was yeah. RDJ is such a good actor. Yeah, both uh, RDJ and Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. I think this is my favorite performance from both of them. I I agree with that. I yes. agree with that. Um, they just, they both knocked it out of the park with this one. And then, they just freaking go to Thanos (laughs) and kill him immediately. Well, if you say it like that, but like, you know, they're just like, well, first they're like, you know, Cap, Cap curses. He said, let's go get this son of a bitch. (laughs) He does do that. Then we get the title card. Uh Uh-huh. Of course. Um. Oh yeah, this is, this is all before the title card. And then they straight up just... They just nonchalantly fly to the planet. They can. They know where he is because he used these stones two days ago again. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Marvel goes down to do some recon, and she's just like, "Yeah, it's just him." Yeah, and, and then <laughs> and then they just off him. It's just the the moment that we have anticipated for the 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 entirety of since the snap happens within the first five minutes of this freaking movie. Yeah, like you go down there and you just see Thanos. He's just in a shirt. 
He's just like in a regular he, shirt. He has his victory of he's farming in a peaceful universe. And he's just like super chill with just like hanging out forever. And then the most amazing part that like follows through on all of Thanos's like what he said in the previous movie was when yeah, they ambush him. Thor cuts off his arm immediately, which is smart. Mm-hmm. And they And then they check and the stones are gone. Right. And Thanos is just like, "Yeah, I destroyed them." Because all they provided for me after the snap was temptation. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah, he was serious. It, That's it, all he wanted them for. It was it was a Thanos victory moment. It really was. It was it was oh god. It he was, saw it as his victory. And it was it then of course we had the great line where uh Thor chops off his head and just goes and then Rocky goes, What did you just do? And Thor goes, I went for the head. Of course. Which is just it, it, it's it's the line that we were all expecting. And I give the Russo brothers massive props for making it seem so empty. It, it, like, this is exactly like, what we've been waiting for. This is not, like, it, it feels, it does not feel like a victory. At all. Like, he was, like, le- legit. Mm-hmm. If they never, like, went to kill him and, like, nothing happened. Like, Thanos would have just done nothing for the mm-hmm. rest of his life. Yeah. Like, it, they didn't save anything. That was just revenge. That wasn't avenging. That was uh-huh. revenging. Exactly. Exactly. And it was it was pointless. And it felt empty afterwards. You're right. And then they had the balls to do one of the... Yeah, they skipped ahead of... They just the, let, where, this, let this universe, let this world in which half the population uh, is gone continue to play out for five years yeah like that title card was insane like it came up so slowly it was like five and i'm like no and it was like years and i was like don't do it and it was like later. <laughs> later i was like oh they're gonna do it what they and then it was just skipping ahead to five years after the snap and it was you know it was that that move in and of itself made me realize oh this is gonna be nothing like anything anything yeah. anyone predicted this is gonna just be so crazy yeah um and and just like this the few scenes we get before uh ant-man enters the ring Mm -hmm. before uh and after the five years later jump Mm -hmm. you just tell everyone has just uh like a tone of sad acceptance to them right just uh, no one is smiling just everyone has their head held down just like we lost a long time ago and the world is just kind of dark now. Yeah, like I said, it was just a moment of of grief for everybody. Of and of course, Cap's running a freaking support group. Uh, Which is, <laughs> and 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 uh, one of the Russo brothers was in the in the circle. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he was the one. He he went on a date with a. He was he was with, the one who went on a date with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was either Joe or Anthony Russo. I don't know which one. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, that's that's such a nice touch. It was a nice touch, right? Yeah, it was. A, it was a great moment. I was like, hey, <laughs> one of them. Yeah, I don't know who is who. It, Sorry, <laughs> because I know you're listening. I don't think the Russo brothers are listening. <laughs> and if you are, please come on the show. We have many questions oh to interview God. about. Yeah, now you can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, hang out with Phil Lewis. I damn it! I said I, I swore to myself I wouldn't mention him in this episode. He, we, oh God, I want to do a segment. No, on him we so can't. Bad. We don't have time. So bad. But for those of you who are just joining, we're kind of obsessed with Phil Lewis, and we have a theme song about him. But you know, check out last week's episode if you're interested in that. It will, we'll do another segment sometime in the future. Anyway, anyway. after that, yeah, uh, Scott Lang, Ant Man. Escapes the quantum realm because of a rat through chance and again. Learns what one happened. of the most theorized about moments of how does how does Ant Man escape the quantum realm? A rat just steps on a button, and a lot of people are fucking mad about that, and I don't understand I don't why. No. Because the thing is, it, I would be upset about that if like 
It was like three days later, mm-hmm. and then he escapes. But no, this was five years. Yeah. They jumped to just the point when he escaped. Mm-hmm. It's just like he was there for five years. Yeah. Like that's that's what I think makes it okay. Yeah. And uh, we also get a clip of Black Widow uh, running the this international this intergalactical um Yeah, intergalactic. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Intergalactic uh crime watch point thing in which she's just kinda looking to for I think the goal was she was looking for the stones, right? I to think see if Thanos actually destroyed them. That sounds right. Yeah. Like it's just like a global search, I think. But, but like also like a intergalactic support group excuse me yeah we see we see rocket we see uh we see captain marvel who i will mention was not in this movie near as much as i expected yeah she played like the the she she was like a interesting sort of background role but it also made sense that she wasn't always there because like again she she was she made it she said it herself like earth is like one of like a million planets who are going through this mm-hmm. and i'm trying to be there for as many of them as possible which is le- which is a legit explanation it just kind of surprised me that they didn't use yeah. her as much as they yeah and yeah. and she didn't have to go like back to the she didn't have to do like the past stuff mm-hmm. with them cuz you know she didn't she, she didn't have to go no she didn't it wasn't it wasn't required and when she was used in the movie she she was great. Yep. I loved every scene with her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So moving moving forward. Oh yeah. Then we have Scott uh, Paul uh, Paul Rudd. He learns what had happened. He sees like the huge memorial place. Oh yeah, and we get a we get a beautiful moment of him reuniting with a fifteen year old Cassie. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she is fifteen. Yeah, yeah it was five years. Five she years. was like around ten, I think. Yeah. So that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And she uh it was, it, he sold it well. Yeah, it was it was a very it was a very there this movie is full of very tender moments. Um, and if we spend, if we give each moment enough time, as much time as it deserves, this podcast will never freaking end. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're jumping past a few things, of course, but, you know. See the movie. This can't be like a five-hour podcast. I mean, it totally, it, it totally could. Absolutely, I'm already accepted the fact that we're pushing, like, way over an hour with this episode. So, yeah. lucky you. Um, but, yeah, then we, uh, we skip ahead to Scott Lang, um, explaining to Captain America and Black Widow, um, just like, yeah, it was five hours in the quantum realm for me and we could, maybe we could go back and like fix everything and stuff like that. And I, uh, this is the one, this is one of the moments that kind of bothered me a little bit is like Ant-Man was such a great scientifically accurate, um, movie and movie franchise. It's the most science, like if you break down all the physics of what it would be like to shrink down and stuff like that, the first Ant-Man is like almost to a t like incredible it's got a few things wrong with it it's great but it's it's the most accurate one like the physics of going down but the density is still the same so when you land it just like the the um the ground explodes went a little bit awry with ant-man 2 but it was it was great and then um i then the um but they kind of threw that out the window when the pin particles were able to travel through time and stuff like that. Yeah, that but you know that what? wasn't necessarily a problem. It for wasn't me. just, just kind of surprised me. It wasn't just Ant Man. Tony was the one who invented time travel. He did. So you he know totally what? did. All the credit to him, and that's another reason he needed to die. <laughs> he he's just too powerful now. <laughs> yeah. When he, you can invent time travel, you'd have to go. Yeah, you're done. You're you're done. That's why. Uh, 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 Doc uh, died in the beginning of Back to the Future. Spoiler alert for a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, it took me a second to, to, to switch gears, but yeah, I guess so. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's uh, continue. Okay. 
What's next on your little note thing? Scott suggests time travel. Um, they go to Tony. Oh yeah, and who now has a little a little daughter and such a. And I thought, perfect. Yeah. That this is when I was like, this is exactly what Tony has to do. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, he can't like live with himself forever if he because because we know he's been trying to figure out time travel probably right. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. You know he had the same idea, and he's still going for it because he knows if he can do anything, mm-hmm. he's got to try, or else he won't be able to sleep. Right, and so he exactly he there was a great moment in which he was like, you know, we rolled the dice once, we we lost all these people. I can't roll the dice again. I have a family, and of course he rolls the dice again because if he didn't, we wouldn't have a movie. He has to, uh, yeah, like finally, like Tony has like a, a physical thing that he has to like. Uh, Attend that he to. has to attend to, and mm-hmm. he has to like this will always come first, right? And it's it was just so beautiful uh, see, seeing Tony in that in that role. And then he discovers time travel that night, <laughs> and he's just like shit. And then his daughter learns that word, and that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> there is, yeah, that's such a nice thing. I'm just, I'm just like Tony, just like shit. No, you can't say that. Shit. What that's, can't, what that's can't, mommy's word. That's mommy's word. <laughs> <laughs> such a great line. Um. And and also after after there is such a great scene in which after Tony says no, they go to Bruce Banner who somehow manages figures out how to how to work oh, the yeah. the rift between the Hulk and Bruce Banner so they can both coexist at the same he time. He becomes Professor Hulk. <laughs> he becomes Professor Hulk. And well, I mean, you know, five years. It, I I'll buy it. Yeah, and then it's just it was just such a funny it's just a funny so, interaction. It's so of, weird. Yeah. yeah. Just, of, the kids come up for the celebrity for this because they're like, oh my god, it's the Hulk, and they try to take a picture, and Ant-Man's like, I want to, I want a picture. You, you want a picture with me, kids? You want a picture with Ant-Man? And the one's just like, um, uh, and then the Hulk's like, yeah, no, 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 take it with him, take it with him. And it was just such a funny interaction of the Hulk being like, no, I feel bad, just go take the, and the kids are so trying to get away. Like, no, <laughs> that's just a dude. Oh, that's that. Those are the moments that, yeah. that I live for. In but the it also universe. makes sense because he's been gone for five years. Of course, it's been it so. Makes no sense. one knows who Ant Man is. Like anyone knew who Ant Man was from the beginning. Well, because he's always so tiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that yeah, no, this movie when it when it jokes around it 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 kills. It, it lands. It yeah, it does so well. I think every joke hit in this movie for me. Oh, I agree. Um, anyway, um, da, da, da. but yeah, it was. Uh, so then we went to and we uh, and then. They tried to um, then Bruce Banner tried to figure out time travel and turned uh, Scott Lang into an old man, a baby, a teenager, and everything. Basically, in it didn't work. Yeah, it was um, it was very see. funny. And then Tony Stark pulls up in his sports convertible, and it's just like, yeah, get out of here! I know how to do this shit. Um, yeah, um, he gives Cap back his shield. Oh yeah, such a badass moment. That's when they like completely recon- reconcile. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we skipped over a little part that. Um, oh, what we back when Tony discovered time travel. Oh yeah, with the Pepper scene. Yeah, right? he talked to Pepper, and Pepper just like right when he said, "Oh yeah, I figured out time travel." By the way, she knew like you have to do it. Yeah, what was happening? Um, mm-hmm. And and he was like trying to convince her to convince him to get out of it because mm-hmm. he also knew he was gonna do it. Of course he did. But no, she was like, "No, you have to do it. You gotta go. Just come home when you're done." Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Type thing. But um, and yeah. it was it was so so nice. Um, and then they, uh... Then Tony figures out time travel, and then the rest of the Avengers go off to recruit the other rest of the Avengers. Yeah, yes, that's... Yeah, that's right. And also, 
we find out in an earlier scene, I forget which scene, but we find out that Clint Barton has gone Punisher on us. Yeah, that's the scene that we're doing right now. Oh, is it? Well, yeah, well, Nat finds Clint. Yeah, 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 and he's he does this whole this whole thing of he's like, he's pulling the Punisher, he's beating up the Yakuza, and it's such a great, it's, it's a very fun scene. He's just killing it. But it's, God, I want a whole movie of just, of just uh, <laughs> Hawkeye being just Punisher. Just being angry. Yeah. There is a character named for him in the comics, but it was after I stopped reading. Was it so, Ronan? No, Ronan was the Ronan the Accuser was the main enemy yeah. of uh, of um, Guardians was, of the Galaxy. It's something like that. Yeah, I'd look it up, but you know what? We it have other with an arc. we have other things to talk about. It does start with an arc, yeah. so I don't feel that bad. Yeah, but then they go and they recruit uh, the Punisher, uh, Hawkeye, and then <laughs> Professor Hulk oh, and yeah. Rocket travel yeah. to New Asgard, which I love. Mm-hmm. That the rest, like, 25% of the remaining Asgardians just, like, built a little fishing town right. in uh, Norway? I think it was Norway. I mean, that would make sense. It, would, it must. It should be Norway. It's Norse. Or they could actually have done it in the remnants of Asgard. Oh, no, they couldn't because then, unless the, the big lava man was killed in the snap. No, they are on Earth. Are you sure? Absolutely. It's not like intergalactic cra- travel is, is out of the question here. They were riding on a truck. Yeah, and? What, they can't have trucks in Asgard? Okay. But it was on Earth, <laughs> and um, Valkyrie's back. Yes, uh, and so is Korg and Meek, my two we favorite never really people. Found out where Valkyrie was during the during the whole Infinity War thing. I think in the first shot, like you saw, like a ship flying away, and that was like the other half of Asgard that oh. didn't get killed. Oh. It was very loosely implied. Okay, but I'm glad they're okay and they're all hanging out. Um, then, <laughs> then Professor Hulk and Rocket. Uh, find Thor playing Fortnite with Korg and Meek. Oh yeah, and he <laughs> he he's fat. And he's, he's he's fat. He's such a great. And Tyke is back as Korg, <laughs> and I love him. Every line. It was just the, then, such a fun little movie, a little little touch of. Uh, we find out that Thor has spent every waking moment since he killed Thanos drinking just, beer, just getting drunk, and he's got this huge beer belly, and it's fantastic because it's like Chris Hemsworth, I'm sure, was named sexiest person of the year for the past six years running, and if it th- if that's not true, it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just now he's just this overweight guy, and it was just such a such a nice twist for the character. Mm-hmm. I have a joke to to shoot back at you but i have to wait until we go to another part because i want to talk about it anyway no you don't want to yes you don't want to no. make a joke no okay. i will okay just remind me okay later <laughs> um <laughs> am i gonna know when the joke no okay. well, i'll remember but um yeah after a lot of talking they convince thor to come back oh um, yeah it, they they do a very because clearly thor, thor is dealing with post-traumatic stress oh yeah no he's just avoiding all of his demons yeah by getting drunk and so um, it's a very human thing to do yeah and you know there, there's this whole dynamic of thor of hulk is like we can stop thanos and and hulk and thor is like what do you mean i killed i killed thanos i, I took off his head what else do you want to do we can do? stop him but like sooner yeah it was it was a great interaction Props and then to cgi mark ruffalo he killed it and and, uh, and cgi the, thor <laughs> the def- i also love that the deciding factor for thor was rocket just being like there's beer on there's beer on the ship. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course. I, I, well, that that was how he convinced himself. He knew he yeah. wanted to do it. But he's like, like, all right, I'll I'll get drunk. Yeah. Um, anyway, everyone goes back. 
and then they have this cute this like i love this scene for some reason they're all just because it reminds me of like super fans just sitting in a basement Mm -hmm. like they're all just like all right the infinity stone was here at this point the infinity stone was here at this point the power stone was on uh morag here like they're all just like they totally super geeking out they totally do like a fan post (laughs) of like a map of where every stone is throughout history and and the black widow in those scenes is just like i i I could totally tell. It's just like Scarlett Johansson just in real life trying to like follow anything. Like she's taking notes. And I'm just well, yeah, like, she's the one that's, that's keeping it. it all together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I loved that. I loved that scene. It was just so, so precious. Yeah. And, and th- <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess. Sorry. Go thinking ahead. of things. Uh-huh. But um, I also love that. Thor the Dark World had to be an important part of this plot. But since everyone <laughs> forgot about Thor the Dark World, Thor had to spend 30 seconds just telling everyone the whole plot of that movie really quick. Yeah, they they I've noticed they didn't they've done that in the past few really really strong Marvel movies is they take the universally hated ones and just describe them real quick to get you caught up. Oh no, they make them they make them crucial. Like for example, um the main villain in uh Civil War who was he was played by Hurt, by William Hurt. Zemo. No. Yes, Zemo. Yes, General Zemo was the main villain in The Incredible Hulk. The first... Oh, he was? Yeah, he was the... Yeah, it was... And nobody likes him at all, ever. <laughs> and so they brought him back because they're just like, we gotta we gotta make it relevant to the Marvel Universe. We can't just ditch that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And they used... So they used every every part of the... Even the shittiest movies. And um, I like that. And this one, they, they made Thor The Dark World a crucial component. I mean, they didn't have a choice. Yeah. The the Aether showed up in no other place mm. at no other time. The only other choice was going to, to the Collector. Which, actually... Which they could have done. Yeah, that was the, that's a legitimate thing. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I liked that they went back to Asgard. Oh, I do, too. It, it worked very, very well. Um, so, yeah. A- after that, they eventually decided to split into three teams because they learned that three of the uh, Infinity Stones were all in New York at one point. Yes. Which is awesome. Which, yeah. And then they do uh, the sitcom finale bit. For the, next se- for the second act, they do the sitcom finale where, you know, in Full House... When Michelle loses her memory and they have to revisit all the hit episodes in which Uncle Joey and Jesse and Jesse go and sing Elvis songs yeah. to, to her to sleep, they do that with this one. Ex- Except it's not a flashback. No, they go back. They just revisit all of the hit movies. They go back to the Avengers. They go back to Thor: The Dark World. They go back to um... all right. You say hit movies. That's one hit movie. Shut up. You know what I mean. But they, they go back to the Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they go do. back to all these uh, different movies. They go back to Infinity War. They do. They go back to Captain Marvel for a hot second. When? And when they go, when uh, oh, yeah, Cap yeah. and Tony go back even further to... Uh, well, that was 1970. Yeah, that was immediately post. Uh, that's why the Tesseract was there. It's immediately post Captain Marvel. Is it? Yes. Yeah, because uh, because Ka- the Tesseract comes to Earth. Nick Fury gets it through the events in Captain Marvel. Okay, I thought it was in 1970. I got mis- I got confused. No, no, no. The, the, the scene is in 1970. But Captain Marvel's in 1990. You're totally... Wait, hold on. You're totally right. That doesn't make now sense. Now you're confusing then. me with I this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. We let gotta, me, we let, gotta let do our out. own Avengers nerd line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a second. Because I was under the impression that the reason that the, that the Tesseract got to the facility was because of the events in Captain Marvel. No, I think uh, they just had it. Because, uh, yeah, no, remember uh, Howard Stark fished it out of the ocean when he was looking oh, for Cap. Oh, you're That's right. That's probably what happened. You're right, you're right. It but got there from Cap. We, we're going too far. 
Um, so, yeah, they decided to split into three teams. One to New York in 2012, one to Asgard in 2013, and the fourth to Morag, the planet that had the Power Stone, yeah, yeah. in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, now I split up the next uh, summaries into the different teams. So, we'll do all of New York first. Oh, well, I mean, we're just, we don't need to describe the plot or anything like well, that. No, we just I, need to hit on the badass moments. Yeah, I know. So, But okay. I'm trying to keep us organized. Okay. Because <laughs> this movie is fucking ridiculous. It is. It also, um... The time travel components of all the time travel movies that have existed, this is the cleanest. I yeah, this is the one that, like, doesn't feel cheap at all. Yeah. Like, they earn everything in this movie. Yeah, they work They work for every inch. It works. Um, But, yeah, they in a, in a lesser movie done by any lesser writer or director or whatever, um, it's just it, – it could get could have gotten so confusing, so convoluted, absolutely, and it does not here. So I give him massive props for pulling that off. And that's the first third of this movie. <laughs> Time yeah, for the second third. Yeah, well, first act of the movie. Yeah, and this is where it gets starts actually getting badass. Yeah. Um. So New York, twenty twelve. Um. They, they all cut, show up in an alley. The, cut to the co- iconic scene. The old. Yeah, they're all like spinning in the circle. Of the of this of the spinning rotation of the circle of all the Avengers, Hulk roaring and them charging at the different aliens and killing them and all that the stuff. The first thing I remember from this scene is the like 2012 Hulk uh-huh. come by and smash shit and then fly <laughs> away and then uh, current Hulk's just like. Ugh, I guess I gotta blend, and he just tears off his shirt, and he just like reluctantly just like whacks a taxi, like half-heartedly, and just <laughs> throws a motorcycle, chucks a motorcycle, and just goes yeah, <laughs> so so funny, so freaking. I funny. think the Hulk has had had his best scenes in this movie. Yeah, I think so too. Just the dynamic, and the stairs mm-hmm. we have to talk about later. The stairs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the whole stairs of him running down, just like <laughs> stairs. <laughs> So, there are three stones, uh, so they all split up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Banner first... goes to the Agent One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, um, Tilda Swinton does another fantastic... Uh... Tilda Swinton's back. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love that, because, like, conversations like these in time travel movies usually suck, because you have to be like, all right, hear me out, but I'm from the future, mm-hmm. and they need this to go back to the future, and I'll bring it back to you, and then the other person's just like, I don't follow. But and the ancient one just knows everything. The ancient one knows a lot of this shit. She knows about Stephen Strange. She knows everything up until she dies. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know about Infinity War, obviously, which is which works well for what uh, Hulk says to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but she's yeah. just like, I know exactly what you're saying, but like, no. Yeah. Um, and I also want to give Marvel credit because this is the first time that we ever see Hulk be useful outside of smashing Combat. shit yeah yeah and it's just him being a persuasive individual and it's um you know it's just like it's so nice to see uh, that character in such a different setting yeah and the ancient one was so set in like absolutely not uh-huh. because of course it's the fucking time stone yeah. and then bruce is like if it's so important, then why'd Stephen, when why Doctor Strange give it to Thanos? Oh yeah, 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 and then and then that's how he convinces her. And then she was like, that just instant one eighty. She's like, he's the best of us. Mm-hmm. He must have done it for a reason. Mm-hmm. I have to follow through with this. And I also like the um the fact that they give a visual presentation of the entire <laughs> oh, yeah. plan. She makes a timeline. Yeah, and explains it to us. And they do it in such a way that like. It closes the loop. It makes sense. So that there's no real-time paradox in in the reality. It works out because, like, the people in the present, that shit's all set in stone. Mm -hmm. And if you change anything in the past, it just kind of makes a new reality for those versions of the characters. Right. 
and so it all it, it so it all keeps it very clean. So when Hulk the 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 plan that they that they that they work out with the ancient one is essentially um you know the Hulk comes back uh, well, they'll use the infinity stones to set everything straight and, bring and then it back. they'll then they'll come back and put the stones exactly where they took them in from. like 5 seconds their time exactly so uh so that's fine uh-huh. and that's great so angel one's like sure here you go and then hulk just goes like whoop right back to the present yeah done it, <laughs> one down <laughs> one infinity stone down five to go that was probably one of the easiest ones to get yeah and then we see the stealth mission the my favorite moment of the time heist is um time them heist. Ste- them stealing the next two stones from the Avengers. Those, these are the best. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Which first one do you want to attack first? Uh, I want to do the Captain America stuff first. First of all, just like Tony nagging on Cap for his outfit and the way it makes his ass look. Listen, any movie. In which I get to look at Chris Evans's ass. I'm it's a great it. movie. And then just Ant Man delivers my favorite line of the whole movie. He's like, "Don't listen to him, Cap. That's, That's America's, America's ass." <laughs> and he salutes it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, thank. You. That's so funny. And, and that comes back later. But it's just such a Marvel has such a great knack for giving classic lines like that. Yeah. Like um. Like that. Oh, that that was the joke. I want. I was like. Hopefully this year Chris Evans wins Sexiest Man Alive with like <laughs> the tagline on the on the magazine like America's ass. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I think that Us Weekly or is it Us Weekly? I that don't know. Sexiest Man I don't care. Okay, yeah, good point. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if they'll. You know what? No, I hope they do that. They That's, should. They right? should do that. I. It's because it's like. Anyone who hasn't seen Endgame won't get it, and everyone who does is like, I'm buying this. Yeah. I'm framing this. Everyone that hasn't seen Endgame will be like, huh, that's, that's clever. It's clever because he's Captain America. That's that's and, fun. And he's got an ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has a butt. He has he has one of the butts. Um. So, yeah, that, that made me very happy. And then he reaffirms it later when he beats himself up and he looks at his own ass and he's like, that is America's that ass. Is America's ass. It's like, yay. Again, such a nice thing. It's also – um. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves again. Actual plot time. Okay, so then um, we see Loki impersonating Captain America, which was such a subtly done thing, but such a nice thing of seeing the wrap-up of um, Avengers, the first Avengers. Yeah. um, After the, I think I'll have that shrink now. Yeah. It almost feels like a behind-the-scenes. It does. It did look like behind-the-scenes. Tony's like, all right, let's start posing. (laughs) Like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have the crew come in that we learn later in a later movie. Is Hydra. Is Hydra. But, um, so Cap knows this, Mm -hmm. and he plays that to his advantage. He gets in the elevator, and when he did, I was like, they're going to do another, like, elevator fight scene from Winter Soldier. I mean, it was the exact same shot. That's what I was like, this is what's happening. And then he... This just shows, like, a nice evolution in Cap's character. He's, like, he's become, like, an even better strategist somehow, where he's, like, I don't have to fight here. Such a genius. And he calls back to that one Marvel comic where Cap's just, like, Hail Hydra. Oh, is that what you think that was a reference to? I think that was. Okay. Because that blew up the world in, like, 2016. Yeah, but I think that that one line, that was, like... That was like an actual plot point that was really freaking dumb. Yeah, I, don't know I think how this was, was this was a reference to that. Oh, you think where, so? Where he's in the elevator and he's like, "Oh, uh, Corporal wants me to take the scepter," and everyone's like, kind of eyeballing him, ready to like, you know, fucking kill him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he just leans over to the guy, like holding the scepter, and he's just like, "Hell Hydra," and the guy gives him and he's gives like, him the stone. Here's the scepter. Yeah, we got you. You got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and Absolutely. It was, it was such a. Oh, man, I it love was Captain perfect. America so freaking much. And then uh, on his way downstairs, he runs into himself. Well, we're not there yet. The reason why that why that fight scene ensues is because Tony and Paul Rudd 
um, and Ant Man. I'm gonna keep calling him Paul Rudd because it's just, that's okay. He's he's got Lang, but he's playing himself in, <laughs> in the movie. Like, yeah. Um, but they, oh, they yeah, fuck right. up the uh, their retrieval. All right, mission. so let's go to them real quick. Yeah, you 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 take the you take the setting. In which, um, so the the idea essentially is, uh, we'll give um ourselves a uh, Tony sends Paul Rudd down to down to small size to give. Uh, Tony Stark a cardiac arrest in 2012. In 2012, such that they can just take the uh, take the stone and leave. Um, but that doesn't exactly work. What actually ends up happening is um, Tony gets the stone, and then remember how we mentioned that Hulk has to walk downstairs because the elevator weight limit in one of the fun yeah exactly in one of the just funniest like, fucking things like super long time that I remember your like cry laugh like when he was like <laughs> stairs oh, stairs. <laughs> Such a funny thing um, of just the whole kind of cram down all these stairs. But then after he, uh, he, Tony's walking by and in almost a cartoonish moment, Hulk throws open the door, knocks Tony Stark <laughs> unconscious. The Tesseract flies out of the, of the case right to Loki's foot and he's just like, Really? No one's going to stop me? Okay. And, and he just picks it up and teleports away. And bamps away. Yeah. And so it was, and then, um... And then after all the chaos and and the cardiac arrest is fixed and stuff like that, through uh, Thor th- Thor saves him. Thor, Thor just taps him. Yeah, Thor saves with his him. hammer. Yeah, and like, I had no idea that would work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forgot and about that. It, it, they recapture almost an innocence in this in these in the sequence that the first Avengers movie had that we have gotten far away from. Yeah, it was it, it still felt low stakes. Yeah. Like, oh I'm just giving myself cardiac arrest because back in twenty twelve nothing could touch me. Exactly. But it's also the dynamic of Thor and Cap and everything like They're that. They're just all so innocent. Yeah. It it shows how much character development happened number one, but also how much civil war I think changed everything. Yeah, this movie endgame really rewards people who have watched all the movies every single movie. like in a way that not even infinity war did no i agree it was so like every like second i was like oh, yeah and yeah and that what i remember that reference <laughs> i understood <laughs> that reference god I, i'm so glad we're friends i hate high the five. he's holding up the high five. no i can't come on that was a thanks <laughs> Oh god, I hate that so much that we both did that at the same time. Um Jesus. Oh, we are nerds. God. Yay. So, yeah, anyway, they got 2 out of 3. Yeah, and so um and then everyone's looking around like, "Oh god, the Tesseract is gone. Where's Loki? He's gone." And so they're all looking for him, and at that exact moment, Captain America, the 2012 Captain America Finds. runs into present day captain america yeah and and they they fight and it's so awesome yeah it's so great it's so awesome and it's so great how present day cap beats himself Uh uh-huh that sounds really messed up but no it's actually really nice no it it is it's like that happens a couple different times during the movie in which the characters that have probably the most character development they play advantage to their uh ignorant uh past selves well they actually they actively have to have to defeat their older selves yes and um, cap just was like while he was being choked out by his past selves just like bucky's alive yeah. and just completely stunned him yeah and it well well there's that but it's also a matter of um captain america present day is knowledgeable to the world in a way that old cap was not yeah and so 
in in defeating himself he defeats his innocence and we see a similar thing happen later on with nebula when she has to actually kill herself oh yeah in order to uh to, to save the day um so that's a really nice uh little element where they literally have to defeat their their old selves but yeah in a fantastic fight sequence absolutely amazing um i don't know how they filmed it but i really liked that well, uh stunt double true i guess one of them was wearing like the hood which is a great way to differentiate yeah period perfect yeah. good but, work yeah and then they they grab the scepter they or cap grabs the scepter grabs the shield just goes that is america's ass <laughs> and walks off screen and love god it. i love steve rogers so much i am going to miss him oh yeah yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a lot that happened in this movie. Oh, yeah. We're we're, we're barely halfway through. Not yeah. even. No, not even. Yeah. All right. And then, so they have two out of three. And then they Hulk's end up. Hulk's back in mm-hmm. present day. So it's just uh, Cap, Tony, and Paul. <laughs> Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul, and Paul takes the scepter and he goes back. Uh, but Reluctantly. Reluctantly. But um, um, and Cap and Tony are like, okay, we need to go to a place that has both the tesseract or time that has mm-hmm. both the tesseract and more pin particles. Yeah. So they figure the only real time they can think of is 1970 Shield headquarters. Right, because that's when Hank Pym was developing the pin particle. Yes, and they also had the tesseract at the same place. So they get there, they split up. Cap gets the pin particles. Tony gets the tesseract, and they both run into old uh, awkward friends. Well, yeah, and this is another moment in which it's just so beautiful. Yeah, we get to see um, the conclusion of each of we see a conclusion of each of their arcs in which Tony Stark meets his dad and has like a really nice talk with him. A really like I was th- I thought like something's gonna go wrong here. Oh yeah, but no, it was just like it was just a beautiful ending to his story. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was so much so in which he gives parenting advice to his old dad, <laughs> and that's that's funny. Um, and uh, Cap gets to see Agent Carter as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which is awesome. It's so, so, I used this word before, but it's so satisfying. It's so nice to see Cap see his old flame. That would probably be my one word review for this movie. Satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah. It's just, you know, um, to see his old flame in a world without him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was a beautifully done thing. And then they bamfed back to present day. And let's go to Hooray. the Guardians of the Galaxy part 50 of 50 minutes in. Let's go to uh, the next page. Oh. Um, oh, okay. Well, this one's shorter. Yeah, let's do uh, let's do Asgard. Okay. Uh, oh, right. Cause that's the, and that's that's a shorter, like, culmination of scenes. But it is... It is uh, Thor's a wreck. Yeah, after essentially out of like the three missions, this is the one I didn't like the most. The, at like the most. Okay. Like I still liked it, but mm. out of the three, mm. it was it was the one where I was like, yeah. this was a uh, you this know it was okay. Yeah, it was also um, I think they put the emphasis on too much on Thor for this one. Like, well, it's Rocket Asgard. saved true, but Rocket saved the day. And we learned nothing about him. Well, Thor was also the one who's broken here. True. Thor was the one who needed to recover. Yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, what did we learn? We learned that Rocket was capable uh, in a way that, capable and competent in a way that few others are. Yes, and also Thor would have probably absolutely been able to do this if it was anywhere other than Asgard right before his mom died. Well, he was also drunk off his ass, so I don't know if I agree with that. Well, Definitely less capable. Less here. capable. Yeah, he was. He was not the uh, the hammer throwing badass. He was going that he through once a lot. Um, but like the other two, you know, of the main trilogy, uh, he also. You're right. He got his his 
um, moment alone with his mentor. He got um, he got a culmination of sorts. Yes. With his uh, with with someone that he, he got, loved. He that got he closure with his mother. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Closure. And Rocket got the uh, ether. The 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 MacGuffin. The one of six MacGuffins. Yeah, he, which he extracted out of Jane. They kind of skipped over that detail. Yeah, but not, yeah, yeah. Like they, they was like, yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could just cut to him like approaching with the device and then running away from guards. I get it. Which is we're good. It, you're right. It's perfect. But it's just that's the closest thing that we got to. Um, ah, man, I love I. Ugh. Yeah, I love Rocket so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm glad they kept him around. I do wish they used him a bit more. Yeah. But But you know what? I loved just everything, every Mm -hmm. interaction he had uh, with everyone. And because they did the time jump five years in the future, they didn't have, like, they didn't have to have, like, the, like, constant mind blown of, like, I'm talking to a raccoon. It was like, no, everyone's probably used to it at this point. They did for a hot sec when Tony came back immediately. What was the line that he gave? Until now, I thought you were a -a (laughs) Build-A-Bear. Such a funny line, like the the very beginning of when he's starving to death, and yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they're both ready to go, and Thor was just like, "Fuck it," and he takes Mjolnir from his past self. Yeah, and he it, he bams off, and it's a great, it's also a great victory moment for Thor because he's like, "I'm still worthy." That he actually yeah. says that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just such a that was like the reassurance he needed. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. Granted, we'd never see ripped Thor again. I don't know if we ever will. We will. He'll probably be like half, like getting on his way in the next Guardians film. Yeah, just working out and all that. Yeah, yeah. like still kind of like, like a like a lean dad kind of. <laughs> I mean, he was Thor. he was the pinnacle of a dad bod in this. Oh yeah, no, this this was like the this was like the intense dad bod. Yeah, and they they made it badass with the little braided beard that they had during <laughs> yeah, the final battle sequence. We're skipping ahead. I, I, but no, so much. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so then let's go to Morag. Uh, Morag. This is, uh, yeah, Asgard was the shortest one. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, uh, 2014. So four people did this uh, mission, went, but they went to two different places. Right. So it was uh, Nebula and War Machine went to Morag. And who were the two that went to? Uh, uh, Clinton Nat. Oh, God. Yeah. Like you could forget. I, I did for a hot sec, but that was such an emotional scene. Yeah. Let's do Morag first. Um, oh, you sure? Just because it's really quick. Okay, yeah. Um. So Clinton Matt. Clint Matt. Clint and Nat. Uh, Fuck off to the Soulstone place. Yeah, they go to the Soulstone place, which right then I was like, well, that's going to suck later. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Well, we're losing one of those guys. Yeah. But uh, Rhodey and Nebula just walk over to get the Power Stone. They they, they hide for uh, for when Quill shows up, and that was hilarious. That was such a, that was such a, a, a nice moment, too, of Peter Quill just dancing around like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> and it cuts to when they are, the, from what they're seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. just like, come and get your love. <laughs> Chris Pratt in his prime. He's just a darling. He's still in his prime. He, I know, but it's just like, that moment was just like, they cast the right guy. It's like a 10-year prime. Yeah. It was so, it was so nice. So ni- And then, um... Rhodey just goes, oh, so he's an idiot. And he's like, <laughs> <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> and but, then, they, uh, then they knock him out. They grab the soul. The, they grab the power stone, and Rhodey fucks off back to the future. And Nebula was tried to at the same time, but got stopped because of other Nebula. Yeah. So here's where Thanos comes in again. Yeah, and I thought they did this pretty well. Of like they synced up um, of when they were showing um, the reality in which Nebula was. Um, 
the future thing. I thought that that was a very nice sequence. You did that sentence made no sense. Shut to up. Me. Hold and on. I saw the movie. Hold on. Okay, let me walk through it again. The scene in which they used Nebula's memories as a projector screen. Okay, yes. Like, kind of like the Star Wars, save me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope, yeah. but it's the death of Thanos. And it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Because she's used that before. Right. Um. But, yeah, no, I agree. Um. So Thanos uh, is with his two daughters when they're still, like, with him. Mm-hmm. Like, they're still sworn to him. And Nebula uh, of 2014 just starts freaking out. Uh-huh. And then the, a projection of Rhodey comes up. Yes. And he's like... Who the fuck is that? <laughs> you know? And and there was a whole big thing of like, oh, is she a traitor or not? And... No, and then Ma was like, no, someone else is using the Nebula Wi-Fi system <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of glossed over that yeah. detail, but, but it was like, okay. No, it makes sense, though. Because, mm-hmm. like, within five years, well, actually, it's more than five years, but within that amount of time, like... Ten years at yeah, that point. Yeah, like... Like, why would her system need to be updated in, like, that kind of way? Yeah, yeah, It would probably – it's probably very similar, and the fact that, like, they both service on the same thing, it makes sense that she would, like, hook up to her past self well, yeah, and that was in the, a bad way. That was the only – that was also the only moment in which um, the whole time paradox kind of came into play of, like, two people occupying – two of – two nebulas occupying the same plane of existence yeah, at the same time. but it wasn't even, like – it still lined up because it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, it, it it made sense within the context where it was like it's it's the same thing as if two people had like the same system mm-hmm. and they both connected to the same place. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't even have to be two nebulas, but it made sense that it was. Yeah. And uh, this plot point is what made all of time travel in the MCU okay for me. What do you mean? Um, just because I've, if they just did the time travel to get the stones. And they, you know, it was like, it was still like bumbling and kind of like didn't almost work. Mm -hmm. But then they came back and it was still fine. And say like Thanos was still in the present. Mm -hmm. Then it would have felt a little empty. Right. Because um, it was used as a good convenience. Mm -hmm. But in uh, Thanos finding out about the plan in the past, they made it almost worse. Okay. Which time travel was, uh, allowed them to almost save the day. But it almost made everything a thousand times worse, too. Right. Okay. I Which see what you're saying. I think uh, in film, convenience is a great way to get your characters into trouble, mm-hmm. but is a bad way to get them out of trouble. I like that, actually. Yeah. I like that. Okay. That's, I agree with that. That's what I, that's what I think is, is, is so mm-hmm. good about this whole scene. They used time travel so well in they this did. film. They to did. To a point where it was like, I couldn't believe how much I, I like this. I, I do agree. It was like, and they also acknowledge all of the previous one, the, um, scenes in um, the, uh, what was it? The first sequence in which uh, they were trying out the time travel and they were like, oh, this is, you, you got to follow the Back to the Future rules or the rules in Bill and Ted's Ex- Excellent Adventure or in this movie or in that movie. or <laughs> Hot tub time machine, hot tub time machine, yes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I just, I really like that they made fun of that because, yeah. yeah. And, and Hulk just straight up like hardcore explained exactly how it works in this world. That's it. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Easy. I get it. Great. That's what we're doing. Very got it. Yeah. Very very good. Simple. Um. What else? What what happened next? Oh yeah. So then Thanos is all like, all right. Here's what we're gonna do. They capture present day Nebula. Mm. They learn everything about what happens in the future, or Thanos does about how he gets his head cut off, and uh, you know how he succeeds. And I love this part because the way he reacted was not like, 
oh, fuck, I get my head cut off. It was like, no. This is destiny fulfilled, I believe is the line. I did it, and this is just my destiny, and that's good. Mm -hmm. The bad part was that if he doesn't do anything right at that point, Mm -hmm. the Avengers are going to undo it. Right. So that was like, all right, I need to step up my plan, and I need to change it to uh, deal with this problem. Right. Right. And that uh, that became um, his motivation is he uh, changed a little bit from destroying half the universe to uh, destroying just like destroying the universe and starting anew. Yes. Uh, because, which he explains later on in, in a classic villain monologue. Yes. Uh, he, they they definitely de- uh, what's the word? Um, sympathize. They desympathize Thanos in this movie. We'll we'll get to it later, which I I like a lot. We'll, and, yeah. We'll debate the we'll, we'll talk about the the whole Thanos dynamic actually after we work through all the ba- badass moments of the of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so let's go to the one of the more emotional moments of the movie. Oh, and real quick, obviously Thanos sends past Nebula back instead of present day Nebula. Oh yeah, she sends sends him back as a spy. Yes, yes, that's what happens. So then okay, afterwards, Clint and Nat get to Vormir, the mm-hmm. planet with the Soul Stone on it. They meet Red Skull, and he's just like, yeah, one of you got to die. <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, after a lot of thinking, they're both like, no, this must be it, because Thanos came here with his daughter and left with the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. So uh, they came to the solution that, like, one of them's got to die. And then there was this whole big emotional scene of each of them trying to commit suicide before the other one The can. juxtaposition between this scene and the one in Infinity War is mm-hmm. incredible. It is. Because it's just, it shows a fundamental difference in personalities between Thanos and uh, and uh, the assassins, the I guess we'll call them. Yeah, okay, that works. The, well, these two specifically, mm-hmm. um, where they're just like, Thanos is just like, yeah, I've got to do this for the world. It's like, yeah, it, I know, but it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. It, yeah, it's a yeah, but moment where it's like, really? Like, you could still do a lot of damage with five. Uh-huh. Um, and, and <laughs> yeah, these guys know that they have to get it and they're both ready to sacrifice. And I think they did a great job with subverting expectation here mm-hmm. because I thought wholeheartedly Hawkeye was going over. Oh yeah. That, me too. Which is, I think that's why they did the whole assassin scene and mm-hmm. the, he lost his family in the beginning scene because you want to set him up for that type of redemption. Right. But Black Widow, rev- uh, says no to that. And, uh, and she sacrifices she does. herself she over the thing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Natasha Romanoff's dead, which is uh, fitting. I'm upset because I was hoping for a Black Widow movie down the line. It's gonna happen. It'll be a prequel or something. Uh, they could. I could see them doing uh, like a Black Widow TV show on the Disney Prime or the Disney Plus rather yeah. uh, streaming service. Um, It'll happen. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna miss ScarJo. She she, she did a great job. It was also a very very fitting end to that character yeah she killed it yeah it was the most selfless way to do it mm-hmm. for the greater good 100 percent. see that's that's another thing that's another difference between the avengers and thanos thanos when he says for the greater good he sacrifices someone else yeah, but when an avenger does. says for the greater good they mean i'm going to die mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah i that's a good way to put it yeah. and uh, that just shows us a fundamental difference in personality in my opinion i I don't want to get too much into my meta-analysis until after we go through all the, all the different points, but I do have something to say about that. Cool. So we'll, we'll get to it later. Great. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's the end of uh, the, the infinity. Second beat. That's the end of the sitcom part. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they all go back and they're just like, ah, what great times. Memories. And, and then they're like, ah, oh, crap, Black Widow's dead. <laughs> yeah, which is sad. But 
they have all six, mm-hmm. and they did it. They Done. do, and it was a great thing of um, you know um, how do I put this? There was a, I it was a great moment in which there was a victory for the for the characters on screen, but everyone in the audience, at least I did, I. But it, it felt like it was throughout the theater. It was like the sense of unease because yeah. we knew there was a spy up there. Yeah, like there's that one little thing that happened that no one else knows about. Uh-huh. Where it's like, Thanos knows he's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to do this fast. Yeah. So uh, right away, like they didn't waste any time. No. They took a – they got all the soul – they got all the stones, mm-hmm. and they put them on an Iron Man gauntlet, which right. was awesome looking. <laughs> it was pretty badass. Um, and uh, eventually, Hulk was like, I should be the one to do it, which I agree with. If anyone could take it, it's him. Right, in, in his Hulk state. Yes. Uh-huh. So. And then he does, he, uh, he does it. It's a very, very hard for him to do because it's not as, which I liked. I liked that they put the thing in where it was, like, very difficult for him to do it. Yeah. Because... In the original Infinity War, they said um, that Peter Dinklage's dwarven giant character um, created the only thing that could wield them without damaging the wielder. Yeah, you know, like everyone who put that thing on really was like, ow, 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 <laughs> ow, ow. Yeah, just like feeling so much, so much pain. So I, I respect the fact that yeah. um, and that gauntlet, like even the gauntlet that was made for Thanos, was still, like, not completely, like, perfect. Right. Like, it's still really, like, you you got that rush, like, when you put it on, but mm-hmm. what, it settles down. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that's true, actually. When you put it all in, you, you saw it, but it was never a painful uh, pulse of power. It was, like, intense. Right. It looked, but, uh, no, this looked painful. <laughs> exactly. They and charred he... off, uh, it, it almost charred off Hulk's arm entirely. No, he needed a cast. Yeah. But, like, he, he barely got that snap off, mm-hmm. and it worked. It did. It, well, we find out later. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, he, all we know is that he snaps at the exact moment that, um, the, that Nebula sends the past Thanos into the present. And he grows up, so, you know, yeah. He blows up, he blows through the sky and everything, and there's this beat well it does we know it does work because clint gets a call well yeah there's this beat of like everything's working out of like we see laura just the peaceful silence yeah of we see laura call and clint answers and he hears his wife's voice and And ant-man goes ant-man goes looking at butterflies yeah (laughs) he's like guys i think it works and then just boom yeah no huge thanos fucking blows up the entire hq yeah it was nothing it was such a a well-executed moment of, um, as you said, a lot of what we heard was, um, we heard a lot of, uh, in reviews, was there are three very distinct beats to this movie. And there are very distinct transitions. Yes. And this is one of them. Just like we see, um... Hulk lies down and he looks up and he sees the ship and the, the rocket's, like, coming toward them fast, but it's so quiet. And it's just like that moment of, Oh fuck! Yeah, and and we just—it's just such a a great thing. Where it's, I thought I thought Ant Man was gone when when he just when the, when the explosion happens and you just see him get yeeted like way like far away. What's the past tense of yeet? Is it yeeted or is it yoed? I don't it, know. I don't. You're asking me. Yeah. I'm not a grammar man. I, are you a slang man? Are you a cool kid? No. Oh. I'm talking about Avengers Endgame with you, and it's been over an hour. Well, and. So I don't know cool. <laughs> I, I think that this... All right, whatever. But anyway, uh, 
Ant-Man gets yoked away uh, yeah. uh, after the explosion. And then um, now everyone's buried under rubble, of course. Which is such an intense... It's a, such an intense moment of everybody gets separated. You don't know who's gonna... who's Who made it. Yeah. There was just, like, close-ups of every single character just starting to stir and stand up. I thought that we were gonna see someone just be gone. Completely. Yeah, I was, I was, I was ready for that too. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was gonna happen, but I was like, that definitely could. Yeah, what about him? What about him? Was just the thought going on through that. Absolutely. Just like, oh fuck, who did they get? So, um, after that, Thanos beams down, mm-hmm. and he's just like, daughter, go get the stones. <laughs> and she's like, what will you do? And he'll be like, he's like, wait here for you, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, no, he's just, like, you know he's waiting for the Avengers to oh, show up. yeah, and they were aware that it was a trap when they, when, um, such a beautiful fight sequence of the three, of the Trinity fighting Thanos. All right, but real quick. What? Before we get into that, Clinton gets the gauntlet, he finds oh, yeah. it, mm-hmm. underground, and he runs away from the dog fuckers. That, that, from, that were in Wakanda. Yeah. yeah. Those things are terrifying. Yeah, they really and are. And he has a cool escape scene with that. I love that. Yeah, he was... Hawkeye is such a badass in this movie. Yeah, he really like this is my favorite Hawkeye movie. He he got made fun of so much underground, just like oh, what are you fucking, what are you fucking, are you got arrows and shit. In we Avengers can... One, absolutely. Yeah, you're just like we're, you're fighting these these animal things with with an archery. We have we've disposed of archery years ago, and this one he actually pulls his own weight. There is no way that you can debate that Hawkeye doesn't have an Avenger. He is an Avenger. He doesn't have a place on the Avengers after this movie. Absolutely, he is. He is. Like, just so badass. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, after that, like, a bunch of other stuff happens. Like, everyone's trapped underground. And it's all very suspenseful. And oh, amazing. yeah. Yeah, it's such a great sequence of Thor, or of um, Hulk holding up the rubble just enough to get Rocket out. And, and all the, of the, they're, like, starting to drown and everything. That reminded me of, I never read it, but, like, that famous comic panel where Hulk's holding up, like, half the Earth while all the Avengers are underneath. Like, they're I all underground. I haven't seen that one, actually. I, there's, like, a very famous, like... Like, I don't know what it is, but, like, they're stuck in the middle of the earth, mm-hmm. and, like, the like the things are falling, and the Hulk alone is holding it up, mm-hmm. and everyone else is just like, the fuck do we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Okay. I want – you know what? Given Marvel's um, history with that, I'm sure that if that's a classic comic book cover, which I'm not familiar with – I, I got to I gotta look for it. Yeah, but, um, like – I'll look for it later. They do – but that's – then that's probably a tribute. Yeah, because they that's did what I'd say. Um, a lot of tributes in Spider-Man: Homecoming when Spider-Man is trapped under the rubble. Yep, that's the classic one. I've seen that. They did uh, exact panels in Infinity War to the original Infinity War. I've seen uh, that too. Yeah. So yeah, I was, know things. They do, do. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, so Tony and Cap make it to the surface where they meet Thor, and he's just eyeballing Thanos, and they're like, "What's he doing?" And he's just like, "Nothing." Just hanging out. He's just looking at me, and I'm looking at him. <laughs> and then the three of them walk down. Thor and, suits up, and they're all like, "You know, this is a trap, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, but I don't care." And they, they let's go kill this fucker and, again. And uh, Thor is wielding um, Yolner and Stormbreaker at the same time. And he's got this is when he gets the braided beard. He gets the dreads, and he he starts looking like the Norse god he is, and it's just so oh. But man. he's still got the gut, yeah, which I love. Of course, yeah, he's got the dad bod. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I I like it a lot. Um, and then they they confront Thanos yet again, and it's such uh, a nice uh, scene of of the Trinity just charging at him, and it's oh god, it's so cool. They start fighting. This entire fight it was probably my favorite moment. Yeah. in the whole 
scene. Oh no, there's one. There's one more that tops it for me, but uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But oh, like, same. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. same. Yeah. I literally am still deaf in my left ear from your scream. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's such a. Oh my god, the the whole fight sequence, and sure, they they fight and then they cut away to, to some of the others escaping and, and shit like that, but who cares about them when this is the most badass moment ever of Thanos breaks Captain America's shield, He's, he, he KOs um, Iron Man by uh, by holding him up, Iron Man takes the, the, the brunt of Majon... I can never pronounce the name. Mol- Molnir. Molnir, and and uh, he KOs him, and uh, Thor is is getting his. It's a it's a flip of the scene in which uh, uh, Thor comes down with Stormbreaker and um, gets Thanos in the chest and pushes it in and stuff. Thanos a, is doing that to him. It's a yeah, it's his twist, and I also think the reason why, um, in the movie. It, like, in the meta part of it, one of the reasons that they made him fat outside of just, you know, being uh, hysterical is also because Thor could 1v1 yeah, Thanos. That's what I was prime. thinking the same thing. Yeah. That was a very smart way to, like, make it so that the three of them could, like, not easily take down Thanos. Right. Like, Thor, at his prime, as we saw in mm-hmm. Infinity War, was an easy match for Thanos with all six stones. Yeah. Or, um, well, actually, the reason why he did that was because he took him by surprise. Yeah, that's also true. But, yeah, he could totally 1v1 it, Thanos, yeah. even I, without the stones, for sure. Yeah, um, so this was, like, a clever way to be like, all right, he, he, all three of them need to work together, yeah. and even then it's going to be tough. And then the most um, – uh, my favorite moment in the entire MCU. Yeah, I got to say, this is my favorite moment, too. Of just – you see a close-up of Mjolnir being – like it just rising, and you see it slam into the side of Thanos's head, and then it keeps flying. It keeps flying, and it goes back to Captain America, and he catches head. it. He's just, and it's just, oh my god! The theater erupted in cheers. Yeah, I all I heard was, ah! I was, I was freaking out because it's also a call. It was a number one. Badass moment for Steve Rogers, and Thor was cheering, just like oh, I knew it, I, I knew, knew it. it. Um. And it just call, it calls back to the Age of Ultron moment, and when they were lifting the uh, the 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 um the hammer, and Cap almost got it. He he moved it, you know. Uh, <coughs> makes me wonder if, yeah, I wonder if Cap was uh, faking in that moment, or if he just well, because it, it's like here's the thing: it was like he would have gained nothing from lifting it at that point. It would right. have made Thor look like an asshole. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And he's like he's like a cool dude, so he would have probably it, been like. Maybe not. <laughs> not right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, oh man, it was. And then uh, Captain America kicks kicks the crap out of Thanos for a little using while. Using Mjolnir, whatever the name is. Oh my god! Summons thunder. He just like he he <sighs> he got the power of Thor. He fucking killed it. Oh my that god! That was the most incredible moment. Just like I will give the Russo brothers every penny I make for the rest of my life just for that moment. The movie could have ended there and I would have been happy. Uh I would say yes, except for the moment that happened immediately next. Oh yeah. Well, a lot of cool shit happened after that too. Yeah, of like um just the fight sequence of um and that's when I think uh actually that's when Thanos breaks Captain America's shield. Yeah, after he fights him with Mjolnir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just um that he hits his lowest. Yeah. Thanos is like, 
All right, we're done here. Bring in the bring in the bark bark things. And we see every enemy associated with Thanos. The Black Order, the Chitari, the, the goo monsters, the 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 monsters from um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. From um, the first Avengers movie. Literally every Thanos knew he had to bring everything. Yeah. To get rid of this fucking planet. And at this moment. For whatever reason, I forget the reason why, but Iron Man and Thanos are down, and so you get the most beautiful shot. I want this on my wall of just Captain America walking with a broken shield, just standing up, and yeah, walking the huge towards army. this huge army, and it's just this magnificent shot of, I could tell it was on his lips, and he didn't say it, and he I didn't could do have this to. All day. I could do this all day. I'm I glad he did. I was waiting for that. I was yeah. waiting. And I'm okay with him not because it was implied. He had a better line yeah. later. Anyway. Yeah. And it was just like he was ready to start fighting all these all these guys. And then the culmination of 22 movies, <laughs> 11 years, all worth it for this one oh, yeah. moment of... You just hear Cap. You just see Cap going, and you just hear a little walkie-talkie screech. On your left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just Cap. You there, Cap? Sam, on your left, and over Captain America's left shoulder, you see the little sparkle circle thing. It starts opening from from of Doctor Strange's thing, and it opens, and every character you could have possibly cared about, in, from the past twenty-two freaking movies appears slowly one by one in like a bunch of different portals yeah like you know the wakandans that disappeared shori uh mbaku uh t'challa all the sorcerers all the sorcerers i mean i will say pepper Potts. pepper Potts comes down as the freaking iron maiden i don't know if that's actually your name but it should be because it's also <laughs> the name of a great band um it's just like everybody appears and the entire theater, I will say, at this moment was like, there were people chanting Iwambe along with the Wakandan <laughs> army and everything yeah. like that. Oh, God. And after everybody gets a close-up of Spider-Man flying in, of um, the Guardians of the Galaxy appearing, of everything, um, the <laughs> Captain America just says, Avengers calls me on their back to him and just goes, a simp. A simp. Through, like, gritted teeth. And, oh my god. Just, I... Gonna uh, give Marvel every dollar. Disney, let me put it this way. On, in, in reality, Disney is taking over the world. There is no question in my mind. They are achieving a monopoly on the, on the, uh, entertainment industry. And it might mean, uh, you know, some problems for America's economy in the future or the state of Hollywood... There's a part of me, but there's a part of me that but doesn't also, care. I do not make this happen. You can take over the world. I will worship. I will like you. The Mickey Mouse can be the president of the globe. I do not care. Homer Simpson said it best when he said, "Let's all bow down to our new corporate overlords, <laughs> the House of Mouse." No. Just, oh God, give me everything that they are doing. They are doing it right. Just oh God. Oh so, yeah, man. And then a fight happens. The biggest like. Fuck Helm's Deep. Fuck the battles in Narnia. Fuck everything, like, on par with all of that. In the top three most awesome fight sequences of all time. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but I'm sure as hell Game of Thrones can't do anything significantly <laughs> better than this. Oh, my God. Just, You're going to get some shit for that. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> see the damn movie. Um, Just, oh, man. I should have expected one of the nerdiest, one of the greatest, if not the single greatest, 
nerdy movie franchise of all time to culminate the way all incredible movie franchises do with a badass final battle sequence, but I was not expecting This was it. the badass final battle sequence. Yeah, like, Battle of Hogwarts? What the fuck is that? Get it? Like, this was was the fight of the, of the century, and we saw every, I think, every single character get at least one moment. Yeah. Of, you know, um, Iron Man and Captain America and Got Thor, plenty. obviously. Uh, also, that such a charming moment of when um, Captain America grabs Stormbreaker and, and Thor grabs Mjolnir. <laughs> no, I want the big one. Oh, well, I want the big one. Yeah, the squish. <laughs> Just such a fun moment. And it, it, it's so great. And you see Okoye kicking ass and killing people. Uh, T'Challa gets the gauntlet for a while and runs it. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. They, they played like they, – they're like – their their mission in this in right. in, in this uh, fight was get the gauntlet to Scott's van so they could throw it back to wherever they came from so mm-hmm. Thanos can't grab them right and that was the that was that was the motivation was um that we can handle the the army as yeah. long as we get it away from Thanos and stop and it from happening yeah again. like Spider Man got it for a bit Chichala got it for a bit uh-huh. uh who's carrying it first uh Clint Clint Hawkeye Clint uh, um, Captain Marvel. Captain, well, yeah, that was that was a badass entrance that we were all waiting for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Doctor Strange got was like holding back the waters with the with his with his magic. Um, Wong was instructing the army of sorcerers to like defend and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, that was uh, Wong. Wong was probably one of my favorite characters, yeah. in, like minor characters in the MCU. I Next agree. To Korg. Next to Korg. Was Korg there? I hope he was there. I hope he was there somewhere. Like Valkyrie appeared. Yeah. When this movie comes out. We're going to be pausing every frame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, hmm. Every frame was a cinematic masterpiece. Just, oh, man. I am just flabbergasted by the beauty of this scene. Of, you know, um, there was one moment in which Thanos was getting beaten the crap out of, I forget by who. Um, <laughs> but he was like, fire, uh, 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 make it rain fire. He said it more badass than that. But he said, make it rain fire. And the, one of the Black Orders men was just like, but sir. Our army and Thanos was like, I don't care, do it. And uh, the onslaught of um, of laser blasts and everything like that come down. Yep. And then we get the Captain Marvel. Then entrance. they all point up and they're like, What are they pointing to? Something just entered the atmosphere. I'm like, Ah, uh, here she is. Yeah, <laughs> we've been waiting. We win. <laughs> and she, she uh, demolishes all the ships and everything like that, and um, just starts fucking fucking shit up it was crazy oh man and at one point uh spider-man has them spider-man has the moment of uh what was the name of his suit karen karen activate instant kill activating instant (laughs) kill and he just starts so many little callbacks so many to to just other movies yeah such like like even the my favorite line in the movie on your left was the the captain america the winter soldier line and uh and then there was that whole girl power moment, which was so, so nice. It was good. Of where Valkyrie, Okoye, Captain Marvel, Shuri, um, Pepper Gam- Potts as Gamora Iron Maiden. Gamora of the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamora's back. We didn't even mention Gamora of the past. Oh, yeah. But that was also a nice moment. Yes. In which she kicked uh, uh, Peter Quill in the balls a couple times. <laughs> yeah, and she was like, this is him? And Nebula was like, it was either him or a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great line. I love it. Because, again character development uh, you know it's such yeah, a gamora and nebula have come such a far away in like three movies yeah yeah they really really have 
And, um, and, you know, yeah, they all start kicking ass. And then Thanos chucks his dual-wielded spear axe thing, or whatever it's called, uh-huh. into Scott's van. Oh yeah, and they they hung the they hung the thing the the da 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 such a nice callback really yeah. was wasp came back yeah um, I love her yeah she she kicked ass too um, oh, just fucking everything like whose dick do I have to suck to make that make more of that shit oh, I'm Kevin Feige I I'll do it gladly <laughs> are you kidding me. <laughs> Like I, nah, don't that worry. man, that man gave me so much, dude. That that man's fine. Don't worry, <laughs> you don't need it. He's got plenty of men to suck his dick. Yeah, <laughs> just every every nerd in the world should just, just like line up. That would be that would be a fun ride at Disneyland. <laughs> like suck Kevin Feige's dick. Oh lord, I, three hour wait. I mean, <laughs> legitimately, I they will never do that, and I don't think Kevin Feige ever would. But like, no, it would it would make money. It, yeah, no, I. <laughs> I'd ride that. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so anyway, back to the final parts of this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Captain Marvel faces off with Thanos, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he uh, he uses the Power Stone. He beats her. Yeah, he he very cleverly rips it off the gauntlet mm-hmm. that he gets. By the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he makes it. He puts it on his other glove, and he just zaps her with it, like in a surprise. Oh like, no, he punches her with it. Oh, that's also which yeah. is I, I loved even more because it's like you know um, Thanos' punches are fucking awesome. But he needs the power stone to punch Captain Marvel. He does because Captain Marvel is that badass. That that good. Um, but yeah, he takes her out. Um, so he gets the gauntlet. He puts it on, and well, he get puts it on before Captain Marvel gets right. to him. But then he's like. He's, like, getting ready to snap, and Tony looks over to Strange, and he just pulls up the one finger. And that was a great interaction, too, earlier on in the thing when Strange comes back, and Tony's just like, Strange, I gotta know. You said there was one future in which this works. Is this it? And Strange just goes, if I tell you, it won't happen. Which means you're gonna die. (laughs) Yeah, true. I mean, now we know that. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, uh, right before he snaps... Iron Man just goes at him one more time, mm-hmm. very seek, very sneakily, just like scoops, scoops up the Infinity Stones off the gauntlet, mm-hmm. just like, and then Thanos is just like, I am inevitable, and, and he finds like, out. Yeah, wait, what, Hello? The, what the hell? What the hell's happening? And it, all of the Infinity Stones are stripped, which we find, which it's very similar to the first moment of the movie when they when they pick up the Infinity Gauntlet, like we and did it's gone. it, and it's empty. But Thanos is the one who is surprised yeah. now. And it's reversed. And then Robert Downey Jr., uh, Tony Stark, has his final great line of having all the Infinity Stones just goes, Go it. I am Iron Man. And snaps. Snaps away and dusts uh, Thanos' entire army. And Thanos. And Thanos. And that was a, that was a beautiful death sequence. And then uh, that was it. And then Tony dies. Tony, di- t- Tony bites it. You know, whatever. You yeah. know, very much. I mean, he got the... He got the closure. Pepper Potts was there. He got to say bye to Peter. Pepper was like, "It's okay." It you was can literally. Rest now. It was literally perfect. Such a perfect thing. Everything I could have wanted for that character mm-hmm. happened in this movie or yes. before. And then we we saw the whole uh, funeral sequence in which uh, Tony got to give his own eulogy. Yeah, of course, um, As, in a very Tony fashion. In a very very Tony fashion, his daughter was there. Um, everybody he ever loved was there. Representatives from every single movie franchise, from um, Wakanda, from the Guardians, from uh, you know, obviously every Avenger, uh-huh. uh, Spider-Man and Aunt May, <laughs> um, 
I looked up the one random guy. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I saw him. Apparently, I didn't see Iron Man 3 because I he heard was He was the kid trash. from Iron Man 3? That's the, what I was thinking. Yeah, same actor. They didn't... Well, uh, something happened upstairs. <laughs> I hope that that didn't trace on it. We'll find it doesn't out. matter. Uh, but, um... Yeah, but I was thinking that. Regardless, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's what it was. It was the same actor. Iron Man 3 was pretty good. I mm, I heard it was very bad. Well, it, you know, if you watch it now, I'm sure it's good. Because it's a very psychological film. Oh, really? It's not like... Because it wasn't like action. And it was right after Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like, it was super just like Tony dealing with his own shit. It was... That, that was the one where, like, the, the enemy turned out to be an actor. Yeah. Uh, the, and I, some people don't like that. I thought it was cool. Okay. Well... But uh, you should watch it. Because it, it, I do think it's a good movie. I will say the one thing that... I didn't even mention the, the the Stan Lee cameo. Oh yeah, Stan Lee is in this movie for a second. Yeah, he um his moment was in 1970. He's a hippie driving by the uh, the he driving doing a hundred pass going past the um the military base in 1970, yep. and he's just like free love or <laughs> or something like that. And it was it was a very nice end. That's Stan Lee's last cameo. It's perfect. But the one thing I wanted. The one thing that I think that would have made the movie even better, would have had everybody even in more tears than they did, is if Stanley was was in the funeral party. Oh, that would have been so nice. Just like you pan around and you just see Stanley doesn't even need a line, just like standing there, just just mourning. And uh, I mean, I would have loved that. Yeah, it's just like it's such a little thing that I mean, it was beautiful without it. Yeah, but just such a little thing that that would have been. That would have been. Uh, that would so make nice. me cry. And then, uh, then Nick Fury steps out, and yep. Here's what I wanted, what I really wanted, because this is a PG-13 movie, and uh-huh. you can say the word "fuck" once. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. I I really wanted to see Samuel L. Jackson re undust. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> come just, together. I just was like fucker. Yeah, exactly. Just completes it. <laughs> just because that's his catchphrase. It's just fuck. Just ends the movie with mother. Starts with fucker. I love it. Um, uh, did we have a fuck moment in this movie? I don't think so. I, we didn't need it. I'm just curious. Mm. Um, um, so anyway, wrapping up a few more things. Yes. Tony appoints Valkyrie as the queen of New Asgard. Which and is so fitting. It's perfect. Yeah. And then uh, tags along with the Guardians of the Galaxy to have space adventures. Yeah, which... I love. I recognize why they did it. And the reason why they did it is because Ragnarok was so hysterical. And it showed off Chris Hemsworth as It'll, it just, Hemsworth's... That's that's it, right? Yeah, possessive uh, range. He just fits so nicely with them. He does. Uh, so it works very well, and the dynamic between Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth. Um, it's great. Or Quill and Thor, whatever you want to call him, uh, will work so well, and I'm so excited to see. I it. just want a whole movie of him just yeah. hanging out with them. And they don't even have to do anything. They yeah. should just hang out. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's the Guardians. Three is still happening, right? Yeah, I remember the throw the complications with James Gunn. He's and back all that. now. Oh, he is. Okay, uh-huh. gotcha. Which everyone's very happy about. And I am too. But that's I think that's the first movie after the next Spider-Man film. It's but, Spider-Man and then Guardians Three. Yeah, but Guardians Three is like a while away still. Yeah, so we're gonna have a little bit of a hiatus. Okay, which is good. Yeah. Honestly, this should be the hiatus starting film. I don't know why Far From Home is coming out in a few months. You know what? I agree with that actually because then it's also it was I knew that. I think everybody knew that the people being snapped away were going to come back in one fashion or another. But you didn't have to put out a trailer for the next Spider-Man movie. Right. It's just the reason – or if they were to do that, say you don't have to confirm that this movie happens after Endgame. You could very easily say – um, it would be very easy to say, you know, the Infinity War Spider-Man on the bus thing that we saw was him coming home from Europe. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he said in that movie it was a field trip to the MoMA. Oh, did he? Yeah. I just remember him saying it was a field trip. Uh, but regardless, they didn't have to confirm that. Because even though this was a masterpiece of storytelling, how badass and the ballsy. Real, the real world ruined it. Yeah, exactly. It's just um, it would have been so cool. Or not cool, but it would have been so, so influential if they just left everybody dead. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it would have been so uh, We gutsy. didn't get to experience the fact that that might happen. Right. I mean, we all – I mean, we did, and we all knew that it wasn't going to last. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it was that, – that's just a, a thing that I could yes. critique him for. And now the last thing in this movie is, oh, was yeah. the final, like, big surprise – Cap goes back to return all the Infinity Stones to where they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't come back, and then they all look over, and they just see a man on a bench. Old Man Rogers. And he, it's just him. He said, I decided to live out the rest of my life back where I it was taken from me, and which it, is it's so perfect. So nice. Perfect Such ending. Such a fitting end to his character that he gets to live the life that he never did. Yeah. Um, that he, he never got the chance to, rather. Um, and yeah, in the final sequence of the movie is flashing back and seeing him slow dancing with Peggy Carter. And that's it. Then it ends. Yeah, and it's... And that is the end of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. This is the end of Phase 3 of the Marvel Universe, and of this, the MCU. Yeah, and then whatever's next is going to be a different overarching story. Yes, it's just... I was I talked with you about this after the movie, is this was an incredible movie, and I'm so glad they made it, the culmination of 11 years of storytelling... But I wonder if they jumped the shark. Because how do you even, how do you top this? Well, they didn't jump the shark. They just would have to jump the shark after this to top it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have another 11 years to establish anything before it's judged against this. I would say, you know, you just need, it it has to be different enough where you almost feel like you can't compare it. Right. It would have to be something else. Right. Um, And, you know, our two biggest, like, the two biggest powerhouses as in, like, uh, leadership and, and and from a technological standpoint, are gone, are done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we really... Uh, if Tony Tony was the main character in the next, in the second... Um, Tony was the main character in... Ah, uh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Tony was the main character of the first three phases of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I think we can agree on that, right? Sure, yeah, but, like, not, like... Like in an obvious way, right? He um in a meta and like uh in a and he was always like more of a focus in a meta fashion. I would agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah, in a meta fashion, he was the primary focus of the of the MCU. Yep. And part of me wonders if that's why they're doing Far Far From Home next. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Is like, is Spider Man gonna be the next uh, sort of Stark. main character type? Where he's like he's gonna sort of be like the which I think would be a good choice, Spider Man. It would be an interesting choice. I don't know if it would be the best choice. He's the most. Uh, he's the youngest, the most inexperienced. He's mm-hmm. just every time you're with him is a good time. Yes. Um, I think it's a it's a smart choice. Spider Man's the biggest part. He represents innocence in these first three phases. So to see that evolve over the next few movies, that would, would be, be great. That would be very interesting. And he, yeah, he is the one who's gonna go through the most like changes the fastest. Oh, he as, needs you know, to. Yeah, he needs he's a to. teenager. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I agree. There's still so much I want to talk about, but this is already by far our longest episode ever. Well, that's not a but. We might as well just keep going. All right. <laughs> I mean, what else do you want to discuss? Um. What was I gonna say? 
I had something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My one question was like, so there was a five-year time jump, of course. Yes. So, like, Peter, he's still in high school, though, right? Because, like, he didn't mm-hmm. age. Yes. So, like, half of the people who were, like, 15 in 2018 are now 20 or something or whatever, and he's still 15. And half of them are still 15. Yeah, that's crazy to me. It's, it's going to make a, for a weird uh, kind of – It's going to be a weird adjustment period for the world. Yeah, uh, it, it is. I wonder if yeah, – it's so, going to be so weird. It's so weird to think about, but yeah. So um, the logistics of that, just like there's probably a lot of fun things you could think about. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, everything could be. There was near anarchy for two for for a little while after after Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. So, do you have any critiques of the film? Um, honestly, I liked almost every single part of it. Mm-hmm. The time travel elements all made sense to me. I agree. Um, everything was done in a way that was very um. Uh, very satisfying, as we have said. Yeah. There's not really anything that comes to mind that makes me want to say, like, ugh, like, like you know, aside from the the sluggish first third, but it's mm. a very intentional it, part of it, the film. It needs to be there. Yeah, and I agree. But, like, you know, it makes you feel sad. But that's not a critique. That's a part of the movie. Well, one thing that I will say is I agree with your time travel thing. They, they executed time travel better than I thought would ever be possible. Yeah, they did a good job. Um. But one critique that I have, and I mentioned this to you after the movie, and I'm sticking by it, is that um, they changed Thanos' character. Oh, we're talking about this. Okay. Yeah, we. Uh, come on. No, I— This I, is I, the episode to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. Mike and I have a disagreement on this. Um, can I Can I argue yeah. my point? Well, absolutely. You argue your point, and, okay. then, I'll con- and then I'll prove you wrong. Okay, cool. It's just— um, the end. The re, part of the reason Infinity War was so uh, compelling is because of the villains, and the MCU puts forth some great villains in recent years. There was uh, Killmonger um, in Black Panther. This does not help your point. Just hold on. Uh, and there was um, Thanos. And the reason these two were um, great villains is because you could see where they were coming from. Yeah, they're very and, sympathetic. Exactly. They're sympathetic. They they have a morality to them. This movie saw Thanos change from being a sympathetic, uh, sympathetic, philosophically understandable character to a Saturday morning cartoon villain. I think you're exaggerating. Am I? Yes. The reason why I, dis- I, I'm, I'm, I don't think so is because in the first movie, sure, he made sacrifice. He, he, sure, he was focused on killing half the universe. But he was his entire focus th- that he argued was, I am doing I am um doing this to make life better for the other half. This movie saw him change to, all right. Well, if that half doesn't like it, then I'm just going to destroy the universe and make my universe the one that I want, which is much less this sympathetic. Maybe he's morally okay. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's... What? <laughs> maybe he's morally... Oh, I see what you're saying now. I got you. That took me a second. Um, I don't maybe, know why I just thought of that. Maybe, it's, maybe his logic is morally acceptable to he's gone way off the deep end and we need to stop him. And I do like a lot of what was done here to par- to kind of like be a parallel to the first movie insofar as like the first movie can be read as the main sin of the Avengers was their unwillingness to sacrifice anything to get what they wanted. Mm-hmm. There was the mantra of, um, we don't trade lives. We saw the negative 
uh, perspective of the like not sacrificing, like what that can do in a negative right. context. Right. If we don't trade lives, it leads to the death of half the universe. Yes. And in this movie, we saw a different. We saw most most clearly we saw black widow sacrificing herself yes um we saw hawkeye willing to sacrifice himself we saw iron man sacrificing himself and we saw the ne- and in a, almost a mirrored fashion we saw the negative side of thanos's part of the sacrifice like when you do sacrifice people mm-hmm. the negative side of that mm-hmm. sure and I, I i would agree with that but that was the, the reason that that the avengers succeeded in this film is because they were willing to sacrifice for their beliefs um, and I think that Thanos in this film, um, st- lost that focus on his own sacrifice. He sacrificed his daughter and we saw in this film, we, he sacrificed his daughter in the first film, which was a huge sacrifice for him. And in this film, as, as you kind of mentioned, there was a difference and we saw what a real sacrifice looks like when we saw Black Widow and Hawkeye on Vormir. Um, but regardless... This one wasn't about that. This was about him achieving what he wants. It was less about him doing what was best for the universe and more about him um, just making his powerful vision a reality. And I just thought that that was, I mean, still a phenomenal movie. Gave wrapped up some characters in a better fashion than could have been possibly done. It just weakened the villainous nature of Thanos to make him so clearly in the wrong yeah and i still disagree with you on that Mm. and i think first of all i absolutely think this uh sympathizing thanos was an absolute 100 percent intentional thing that they Mm -hmm. worked to do right like this was not anything that was like a mistake this was they wanted to do this i I understand why they did it Mm -hmm. um it was because in in infinity war thanos established himself mm-hmm. at and because he was the protagonist obviously yes uh in this movie he is the antagonist mm-hmm. um so therefore you see less of him and when he portrays himself i still think he portrays himself to the heroes in very similar ways as he did to infinity war but with just different context we don't get to see him a lot on his own without interacting with the heroes i mm, the reason i'm gonna disagree with that is because just because someone's a protagonist or isn't a protagonist doesn't mean that they're innately less sympathetic no so that's not what i'm saying you know in breaking bad we followed walter white but i mean at least in the later seasons it was hard to be sympathetic for walter white um but i uh i don't know if i i kind of see where you're coming from because we saw less of thanos's logic is that your thing what i'm saying is um not the link of a protagonist and sympathy it's a link of having a look inside his head Mm -hmm. to understand where he's coming from Mm -hmm. his decisions in this movie were probably to him just as logical and for the greater good type things as any of his other decisions Mm -hmm. it's just we don't get to see that side of him in this film okay and we also get to see him as a very very like how he would act when he's like a one foot like behind the door in a sense where mm-hmm. in infinity war he was always in control of the situation and he always got had was able to act super high and mighty you have my respect my child stuff like that right when he is on the defending side and when he sees an opportunity to actually lose we see a different side of him come out where he is willing to do whatever it takes 
just like he always said in Infinity War, mm-hmm. to accomplish his goal. And he just had to take that further to uh, do that in this mm-hmm. film because he saw he was able to do it in his future, but people are trying to ruin it now, mm. um, and they can do it. Okay. That's okay. that's what I see, and I, I think it works for the film, but I totally get where you're coming from. Okay, and I, I, I do understand your point. I just think that, um, I mean, it was necessary, and it does absolutely work for the film. There's no yeah. question about that. It's just a matter of— uh, It's a big change. It chi- Yeah, it shifts how we perceive Thanos, and um, for better or for worse, that's, that's what it is. I can agree with that. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's the only thing that I really need to say beyond the— um, the only thing, like I said, the only other thing I would change is put Stanley in the Iron Man. Yeah, and I scene. hardcore agree. I would love, love to see that. Yeah. But you know what? That's like you know they didn't know he was gonna die. Well, regardless, I think that it would have been a nice, absolutely a, a nice little touch. I do think so. But yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Stanley. Stanley, you made all of this possible. Good job. I, I mean, wish you could have seen this film. Oh my god, it would have. I would have loved to have him see this film too. <sighs> well, regardless. Well, that's it. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in to us geek out about yeah. uh, Infinity or Endgame. And if this is your first time here, then you don't know that it's time for a thing that we do every time. Bucket time. Time for the pick in bucket. Time to pick from the bucket. Time to pick from the bucket now. Okay, yeah, that's the that's the song. Now we don't have the bucket here because I don't know where it is. But I'll find it. But we actually, because of our weird scheduling to get this episode up today, mm-hmm. you're welcome. Yes. We recorded next week's episode last week. We did. So, so what was the challenge, Mike? It was to not eat we eat, not eat meat for a week. We became vegetarians for a whole week, and that episode's coming up next week. Yeah, so please uh, tune in as we uh, discuss what that was like. Yeah, it, it's actually it was a very good uh, it was a very good episode if I do say so myself. I agree. So you should come back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we are. Uh, this is the weekly undertaking. Like Hooray! we said, I'm Alex again. I'm Mike again. Da 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 da. We have a lot of people that help us with our uh our podcast. Uh, namely Adam Rudy who does the music and uh Winston De Jesus who uh did the uh cover art for the for the podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, they have uh their information in the description below. So show them some love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a much longer episode than we normally do. Oh yeah, we're we're. Oh, usually 40 minutes. Yeah, so... This is an hour and 45 minutes. (laughs) It needs to be this long. Yes. But, Just like the movie. So, (laughs) exactly. So, yeah, please uh, give us a like, uh, comment, subscribe, whatever else they, uh, they, they do. Uh, leave a rate and review and tell a friend because that does really help us out. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's all we gotta say. We're done. Yeah, until, uh, next week, don't forget to challenge yourself. And I love you 3,000. I love you 3,000. And try something new. Uh, good night, everybody. It's time for me to to sleep. Uh, Absolutely. Goodbye. Good night.